know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPosito, and as the Boston Celtics tweeted themselves, streaks up to nine and we're feeling fine. Celtics make it nine straight wins after beating the Pelicans, 117-109. Going to follow today's podcast, same as usual, run through player of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows, and finish talking about the standings once again uh, to get things started off here. This was a great game by Derek White. I am leaving it there. Derek White was an absolute stud tonight. I feel like I've come on here a couple times in the last two weeks and said, this is the best game Derek White has played in a Celtics uniform. Uh, It happened when he had the 10 assists. Honestly, this one was not far behind. This was a phenomenal game from Derek White. End of the night, 26 points, three rebounds, one assist. So the assist numbers were not as high as they were a couple games ago. But Derek White shot six of eight from three, nine of 12 from the field. Uh, On top of, obviously, his offensive performance, uh, he also had two steals and two blocks. Uh, Led the team plus 21 in plus minus. This is just a super, super efficient game. And he did it all while only having one turnover. This is a game that a lot of Celtics uh, really turned the ball over a lot. We ended the game 17 turnovers. That's one of the negatives. Talk about it in the second half. Derek White was not a part of it. Again, one turnover tonight for Derek White, and he was hitting everything from deep. The other starter that simply couldn't miss from deep was Al Horford. This was a, a another great performance from Al. Uh, this has been kind of the revelation of this whole Celtics season so far. We've talked about, you know, obviously the addition of Malcolm Brogdon is huge, right? It can't be stated enough that bringing in a a veteran like Brogdon that can fit in with this group is great. However, one of the reasons that the Celtics are sitting here 13 and three, nine straight wins isn't strictly because of Malcolm Brogdon. He missed a couple of those games. It is because every person on this Celtics team, and I talked about it last podcast, every guy has stepped up and improved a portion of their game. Derek White, revelation this season. His three-point percentage this year compared to last year is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Al Horford, not far behind him. Uh, Al Horford tonight, 18 points, seven rebounds, two assists, seven of eight from the field, seven of eight, four or five from three. So both of these guys combined for 10 of 13 from three, which is just ridiculous numbers, right? Like the Celtics had 23 point makes today, 20 of 46 shot 43 and a half percent. Again, I feel like I've said this a bunch this season, but if you're shooting over 40%, it is a absolutely ridiculous stat as a team. Absolutely ridiculous stat. 
but the Celtics are doing it at such a high level right now. It just makes the rest of the league look so far inferior that it's it's scary. It's scary to say because this should not like the Celtics should not be hitting threes at such a high level, but they're doing it. And when they're doing it, the rest of the team does not stand a chance. You know, I pulled, I showed a stat in the Boston Celtics till I die Facebook page earlier today. uh, And it was turnovers. This is right now. The Celtics were, I believe it was sixth. It might've been fourth in the NBA in turnovers port per game. We've talked about turnovers a lot. Today was not a good example of that. Like we had, I believe, yeah, 17 turnovers today. This was not a good example of the Celtics holding on to the ball. JB was a huge part of that. Uh, had seven of those 17 turnovers. Uh, we'll talk about that again in the second half. But this Celtics team as a whole, when they're not turning the ball over like they have been the rest of the season and they're shooting the ball like this, I don't see how any team in the NBA can control that, can beat that. The Celtics are playing at such a high level right now, and it is so fun to watch. Again, Derek White sort of led the charge today, at least in my mind, but we had some other really good performances. Jason Tatum, this was a bad shooting performance. This is actually two straight games for Jason Tatum, really not shooting the ball well. Again, end of the game, 19 points, 7 rebounds, 10 assists. So when Jason Tatum's not shooting well, again, 6 of 18 from the field, 2 of 10 from 3, Jason Tatum contributes in a lot of other ways. A lot of other ways. Him and Jalen Brown tonight I thought were spectacular. Jalen Brown struggled turning the ball over. Not going to argue there. But Jalen Brown tonight... 27 points, led the team in scoring, 10 rebounds, led the team in rebounding, had seven assists, 10 of 20 from the field, three of six from three, solid, super efficient game, right? 50% from the field, 50% from three, 10 rebounds, seven assists. Those are all stats that you look at JB and you are thrilled about. The turnovers, different story. However, but you look at both of these Jays, And they're contributing in major ways, right? Those 10 assists for Jason Tatum are all just high-level shots. And this this goes for both of them, honestly, at this point. Because there there was a point early on in the game where Jalen Brown was just doing everything. He had three assists in the first couple minutes, and all of them came from him getting right into that free-throw line, extended area, and finding guys. And they're wide open threes, right? A lot of people want to complain about the amount of three-point shots that the Celtics are taking. And I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that I haven't done it because, you know, there's proof. You know, I'm making a podcast and there's a lot of proof of me talking about the plethora of three-point attempts that the Celtics are taking. 46 tonight, massive number. 85 field goal attempts, right? So that is well over. 50% of their field goals from three. However, when you have guys like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, both driving, kicking, even, I mean, throw Derek White into the mix on this too. When you have those guys driving and kicking, 
some of these three-point shots are wide open. Grant Williams isn't going to shoot, you know, 60% if they're not wide open. Jason Tatum, Al Horford isn't going to shoot four of five if they're not wide open. Derek White's not going to shoot six of eight if they're not wide open. Some of Derek White's, I'll give him credit. He had a couple of great pull-ups, but a lot of his three-point shots are wide open. Same thing with Sam Hauser. You know, a lot of these guys are getting incredible shot opportunities because the defense is collapsing on the Jays. Deservedly so. They're two of the most gifted scorers in the NBA, right? And that I, I think I can say that fairly easily at this point. Like, the numbers prove it. You know, they're both averaging 25-plus points, right? So if you have two guys that are going out and doing that on a consistent level, you need to stay attached to them. And when guys are staying attached to them, all it's doing is creating open shots for other guys. So you got to give them a lot of credit here. Uh, But through and through, this was a, a great offensive game. There were a couple of lapses on the defensive end. Overall, I thought this was a great defensive game as well. You know, there were, again, lapses on both sides of the ball. The turnovers, especially in the fourth quarter, brutal. Like, there was a there was a run in that second quarter. Uh, the Pelicans went on a 15-2 run in that second. We were up 19 in the third, and then Jalen Brown had back-to-back turnovers. Another one from Brogdon. Pelicans got down nine. But the Celtics, every single time the Pelicans got close, the Celtics made another push. And they just continued hitting shots after shot after shot. And this is the Celtics playing at, you know, as high of a level as it gets in the NBA right now. You know, nine nine straight wins. Uh, And a lot of it, has come from completely different avenues, right? Like we've seen, obviously, massive stretches of Jason Tatum just destroying teams. A couple 40-point performances has looked great, right? We were talking about him in the MVP race, right? He was in the, at least betting odds, he was the number one betting favorite for MVP. And then two straight games, it's actually the only two games that he's had under 20 points is back-to-back games. And they both resulted in wins. Why? Because everybody else stepped up. Derek White. I mean, we talked about it last game too. It was like the game of all role players, right? So everybody is playing their part and playing at such a high level. A lot of it comes down to the fact that the Jays are leading this team to a massive amount of open shots. And it's really hard when you have guys like Grant, like Hauser, like you know, White, Horford, that are going out and shooting 40% plus. Grant's shooting 50% from three. He's leading the league in effective field goal percentage. Right? So you have a lot of guys that are stepping up and playing at a high level when you know, one of the Jays or two of the Jays aren't necessarily there, right? So this is just another super, super impressive win. Uh, 28 assists on the night, uh, which is just, it's fun to watch. 
Like at the end of the third, we were 23 assists on 31 field goals made. It The eye test looked like they kind of got away from that, but they still ended the game with 28, right? So as far as efficiency goes, 28 assists, 41 field goals made, this is what it's about. More than half the shots are assisted, and it shows it's the reason that the Celtics are getting all of these open shots. It's the reason the Celtics are shooting at such a high percentage this season because we're not just going out there and taking a bunch of threes. We're getting open threes. Last year, you want to look at, I don't know, 30% of our shots or 30% of our threes. They were pull-up threes from one of the Jays. A lot of Jason Tatum pull-up threes. He wasn't a super high, you know, percentage three-point shooter. Neither was Jalen Brown. However, this season, we're we're not settling for pull-up threes. They're driving and kicking. Their three-point numbers, they're still shooting a lot of them. But even Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, a lot of their threes are also coming from driving kicks. Sure, you're still going to get those pull-up threes from Tatum and from Jalen, but they're not not coming at such a a high clip that we're accustomed to seeing. And that, to me, is the exciting part of this Celtics offense at this point. We saw our other guys step up here. Uh, It was the first game back for Malcolm Brogdon. He missed the last three games. Uh, Overall, okay night. Five points, four rebounds, four assists. That part, great when you look at it. One of eight from the field, one of five from three. Struggled shooting. Uh, It hasn't been a great shooting season for Malcolm Brogdon. I'm not going to sit here and argue with anyone on that end. Uh, It's been a tough season as far as shooting goes. But he's still making all of the right plays. But at this point, like when you have Derek White playing the way Derek White is playing, it is just such a luxury. And I talked about that with Peyton Pritchard too. But like when you have both of these guys just playing at such a high level, it's just it's just a beautiful thing to see. It really, really is. Uh, but overall, I mean, you look at even the rebounding numbers. Valanchunas, we came in here thinking that that was going to be a huge advantage for the Pelicans. Celtics out-rebounded them 46-37. Out-rebounded them by nine. We had 11 offensive rebounds. We held them to seven. For having a huge guy like Valanchunas, who they did go to a good amount tonight, uh, the Celtics held them in check. I thought that was great. Uh, You look at, you know, even blocks. Cornette, a couple great blocks. Fast break points. Kind of struggled there. Points in the paint, though. I thought we did solid as far as, like, us getting points in the paint for as many threes as we were hitting still got 38 points in the paint solid numbers uh it's just this is a fun game it's a fun game it wasn't perfect there were still some areas that the celtics need to improve on uh and again i've been i've been harping on it i don't think robert williams is far off the original timeline eight to 12 weeks he just hit his eight week mark uh, so he could be right around the corner. Who knows? Uh, is I know they interviewed him after our last game, and you know he was all smiles about it. Didn't really provide much of an update, but I'm hoping the smiles 
and the funny banter means that he's excited about where he is and that he's coming back sooner rather than later. Uh, but I do want to talk about some of the negatives here. I'm going to keep that section short. Before we dive into that, though, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilizes the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. NBA fans, the NBA action is just getting started, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA pregame Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, total points scored, and more. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, make any $5 bet this week, and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. So let's talk some negatives here. Uh, This is, you know, really only one negative thing that you can really take from today. uh, And it's turnovers. Okay. So I guess there's two. So turnovers, biggest thing. 17 turnovers tonight. If you look in the first half, I believe we had three. Most of those turnovers came in that third quarter. Fourth quarter was also tough. Jalen Brown, huge part of it. Uh, handles still need to be fixed. We've talked about it a lot this season. I think that he's cleaned his act up. Uh, but then he still has spurts where he's coming out and doing this. And it was sloppy. It was real sloppy at times. Jalen Brown still, overall, great game. But the turnovers really hurt this team. Uh, fortunately... They didn't really capitalize on turnovers through most of the game. They ended the game with 20 points off of those 17 turnovers. We had 23 points off of their 13. So overall, you know, sure, we turned the ball over more, which means we had less offensive possessions where we could score. However, off of our turnovers, we, got, we did a good job of getting back on defense a lot of the time. Like even after some of our turnovers, we were causing turnovers on their transition play. 
So it looks worse than it is. Uh, but the Celtics did a pretty good job of offsetting it by turning the ball over on them a bunch. Like the Pelicans had 13 steals tonight. That is brutal. Absolutely brutal. Looks like exactly what we did against the Hawks defensively last game. Uh, the Celtics weren't shabby either, though. You know, we had six. Huge discrepancy, obviously. Uh, but again, you look at the points off turnovers numbers and the fact that we had more points off turnovers than they did with more turnovers and a ton of extra steals, that's a massive difference. Like there's a difference between a live ball turnover and not, right? All those live ball turnovers, all of those things that Jalen Brown did today, those are the turnovers that should result in very easy transition baskets for the Pelicans. Didn't happen. Guys were getting back. We've talked about it on this podcast a bunch where it is very much the defense, at least, is very much an effort-based game. And through stretches, the effort doesn't seem to be there. But there were so many points tonight that you could see guys sprinting back, which is a little ironic because we don't have Marcus Smart in today's game. He's usually the guy that goes and makes that big play. Uh, tonight, you know, you had Derek White doing a lot of it. You know, even as good of a game as Derek White had, and we talked about the steals, we talked about the blocks, we talked about all the points, the three-point shooting, you know, really to cap this entire game off. You have Derek White taking a charge on Larry Nance Jr. to basically cap the game off. We're up nine, 36 seconds left. He takes that charge. Pelicans run a little bit of a run. He takes the charge, basically solidifies the game, right? Larry Nance Jr. had a solid game today, too. You know, 16 points, eight rebounds, seven of eight from the field. Like, that was an opportunity for the Pelicans to get that game within seven. And that is very much within reach. But Derek White hustled his ass back, takes the charge, basically ends the game there. From there, it's a it's a fouling contest. Pelicans fouling everybody. Jason Tatum got a couple extra free throws. Jalen Brown, a couple extra free throws. So defensively, guys are stepping up. You know, I, I posted a, another stat. Last 10 games... The Celtics were number one in offense in the NBA, but they were number six in defense. Well, again, only, only last 10 games or 16 games in now at this point. So it's not taking into account the first six, uh, but last 10, the Celtics are sixth in the NBA in defense. So when you have a team that is just absolutely destroying teams on the offensive end, but also playing defense, that's a recipe for a lot of success. Celtics may never lose again. Obviously exaggerating with that. But it is a super fun brand of basketball to watch. And that is where we're going to wrap things up here. Again, Celtics beat the Pelicans 117-109, win their ninth straight game. Uh, the Celtics are off Saturday and off Sunday. Don't play again till Monday night against the Bulls. It is the only team in the NBA to beat the Celtics in regulation. Fun fact, 
not really that fun. The other two losses overtime, don't like to see it. However, Celtics at Bulls, 8 o'clock Monday night. If you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics guy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die, uh, as well as our YouTube page, Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. Make sure also rate and review the podcast. Five-star written review. Everything helps. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We will talk soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?